begins. I'm gonna give you a little hint, and then you gotta guess what we'll be storying about today. Ready? Here it comes. <laughs> Customer service in aisle two. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze! Lane five is now open. I'm a man, I'm a man! <laughs> okay. You get one guess, so make it count. What's today's story gonna be about? Dogs. Close, but not just dogs. We're talking the one-step shop where like-minded consumers like yourselves can get all manner of domesticated pets and pet accessories at closeout prices. The pick of the litter, the Valhalla of Dog Kala. That's right, congregants, today's story is about America's favorite shopping chain, Pet Smart. The story must be told. The story must be told. And even though he might not get top billing like Sholmes or a Devin, I want to welcome an oft-forgotten friend to read today's song. Woodrow the talking dog. Thank you, Brother Reed. Bah, bah. How much is that doggy in the window? The one with a master's degree. How much is that doggy in the window? Ma'am, that's no dog. That's Jim McGee. The staff resisted. The woman insisted. Come now, I'll pay any price. Until one team drilled holes into a box, and another put Jim inside. No, please, I have a master's degree. Jim could not scream enough, but through the box, it sounded like Bok, bok, roo, roo, rough, rough. A butler unboxed a humbled gym. Upon the woman's estate, he saw children, chimps, women, and men wearing collars locked up by chains. Jim knew this was his own fault, but getting himself in this mess, his degree was in philosophy. If I could do it again, I'd choose business. The woman strolled her garden, astride the hoard of her very pets. She pointed to Jim. Today, I'll walk him. You can discard the rest. Jim walked silently by her side as the other pets were removed. Shh, shh, my pet. You are my favorite. So with you, I share this truth. When you're made of money, and you're all filled up with love, any living thing can be another dog. Thank you, Brother Reed. I cede the floor. Thank you, Woodrow. Bow wow. <laughs> Woof woof. Don't patronize me. Congregants, 
I'm a barking and a meowing because today we're honored with a long overdue speaker on behalf of the story. Brothers, sisters, siblings, let's welcome our near and dear friend Amber Nelson to the pulpit. Amber. Thank you, Brother Reed. All these doggy noises got me woof woof hot hot. <laughs> yeah, how much is that doggy in the window? Uh-oh, it's $100 to buy, but just five bucks to fuck. Anyways, thanks for having me. Let's get into it. A reading from the book of Oh, Oh, Mm, Mm, Lick, Lick, written by Oh, He, 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 Oh, Baby, a story titled The Sublimation of PetSmart. I am brewing in the gut of the PetSmart, and all of me are howling for release. I am behind the counter at the PetSmart, and I can pet smart. I am the smartest pet petter and the sharpest wet pet wetter. I am here for you, and you will not know how much I am here for you until you ask me to leave, and I can't. My name will be Biome, and I will become hot, hot, sticky, sticky living puddle. For now, for you, I am the woman behind the counter. You approach the counter with your dog on a leash behind you. A collie. You say, I just want to buy this dog food. And I tell you, shh, shh, as I leave the counter. Buddy, listen here. I gotta say one thing. I love your dog. I'm crying as I say it. I love your dog. I take the leash from your hand and steal from you your dog. The way I'm running and how dirty my ass is. You learn one thing quick. I am not supposed to be at PetSmart. I am not supposed to be behind the counter in the clothes of the smart petter. But my cousin died. She worked at PetSmart. So now I have become her in more ways than one. (laughs) But we've always been that way. Because my dead cousin and I are sisters and cousins. Both. But really, something in between. My family fertilized itself like a sinner's garden. From that yeasty soil grew rotten tomatoes, and one of them is named me. I know what you're wondering. How did cousin sister die? Well, let me tell you this. There's a box in my basement labeled sister. I looked at it for days. Then I crossed off sister and wrote cousin. And that I crossed out them both, because that would just make it too obvious for the cops which box holds her body. What's left of it anyway, her clothes, a few of her bones that I had too many of already, stacked among the other boxes she will be impossible to find. By then the police will get tired of all the DVDs of hit American crime dramas. I know what you're thinking. What did you do to her? I'll tell you now. I arrived at her house soaking wet, which confused her because it wasn't raining. Come in, come in, she said. It wasn't until I got inside she saw it was not water, but blood and gasoline. It wasn't until I got inside that she saw the look in my eye. And I can tell you now, I was crying because that's how it works. It wasn't until I got inside I told her, it's happening again. And I forced my hands inside her mouth until the wrist bent and our bodies became one. But that's so long ago. Right now? Now you're following me. You're shouting, that's my dog. That's my dog. Like you can even own a dog. A dog is a free thing that pisses where it wants to piss. And the way you deny a dog its privilege shows me how sick you are. I turn to you. Liar! Liar! And from my foul Nalgene bottle, I splash you with gasoline. What the fuck? 
You shout as I produce from my PetSmart vest a butane lighter. You scream. What the fuck? I chase you with my butane lighter past the cat food, past the cages, past the baby parrot screaming, PetSmart! PetSmart! I catch your shirt collar, cast down my fire, and a blaze erupts of your chest. There is a smoke and a char in the PetSmart. Hot, hot, hot! Clean up on aisle me! People scream and cats meow, and later the parrots will all have learned to shout, Gah! What the fuck? Gah! Because they always learn the last words of a dying man. But you aren't dead. Not yet. Your dog that isn't yours is barking. Bark, 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 barking. So I run my hands along her spine, then she calms at once. I am dog trust in my every pore and dog peace in my every dripping drop. That's just what happens when you become so many dogs. We make for the stairs and the dog weaves between my legs like the basketball of one of those Harlem goddamn globetrotters. We are symbiotes and soon we all will be. I know what you're wondering. You told cousin sister it's happening again. What is happening again? Okay, okay. It happened in the barn where the raccoons were born. We witnessed it just a week earlier, cousin, sister, and me. The babies were so sweet and delightful in their purrs and wet gasping whines. I will never forget the smell of their birth. Like honeysuckle and dead fish, cousin, sister, and I counted the mother, plopped them out. Plop one, plop two, plop three, plop four, plop five. The mother grunted and cooed. She was not a fierce creature, but a divine mama. We visited the barn every day to delight with the babies. That is, until Uncle Dad did the deed. A terrible deed. Honk, honk, splat. Yep. Uncle Dad didn't check the rearview mirror as he backed up, and Uncle Dad's Grand Prix melded the mama raccoon to the gravel of our drive. Cousin Sister and I went into the barn while he shoveled the mama into a trash bag. We both started crying. Wet, wet cheeks. The pups mewed and mewed. I cradled them in my arms, and my cousin sister watched me and said, You're their mama now. They were starving, and for a little longer, separate creatures. I cried. (gasps) I'll take care of them, and then give them milk, and then love them. I will love them forever. I hugged the pups in my arms and felt pride and love and sadness mixing and merging. One pup cried, and then another, and then a third, and the fourth. Little lungs pressed in tiny chests by my strong child's arms. Then their cries harmonized. Their sounds bent together in their rhythm and pitch. The muse became a chord, yawning and grasping and mewing, mew, mew, mew. I dropped them, and they weren't them. They were it. Cousin sister screamed like when we went fishing, and Uncle Dad's miscast line caught a hook with the worm still attached in her forearm. Disgust and pain and confusion. I dropped their squirming mass. The baby raccoons didn't scatter when they hit the ground, but they stayed together. Their shadows no longer separate, but condensed. Their skin no longer their own. That's right. Like a blaspheming Jesus, I turned many animals into one. (laughs) The four animals were one animal in a big skin sock. Back to side and back to front, and my hands were so hot I could melt butter faster than hands could do normal. That's what cousin sister remembered when I showed up and soaked gasoline. It's what haunted her as her larynx fused together at my touch, as she went first mute, then airless, then gone. I'm sorry, but can you tell I love you because I'm not using gasoline? 
The dog is losing all its fur in my arms now, but it likes this. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> this is just the beginning, and an animal, not man, but an animal knows that this is what's right. They can sense who I am. I am what God made humans to be. I am the steward. I am the steward of the Garden of Eden. I am the human welcome back. I am made whole with nature. I am the master of every animal. I gave them their names. I make them new. I take them home inside of me. The fire department is now at PetSmart because your fire wasn't fatal, and that let you scream for a long, long time and run around the PetSmart and then the parking lot sending the long blue shadows of dawn into orange glow. The burly firefighters load you into an ambulance, and a paramedic begins treating your wounds. You got fire everywhere, all over people and pets and products. You must be ashamed. The paramedic tells you between your screams, don't worry, don't worry, we're getting you to the hospital. He doesn't know this is a lie. I am now in the basement where the fish swim and the rats and the gerbils and the ferrets used to be before I got to work this morning. By now the dog's bones are all gelatin and it loves this. It murmurs and smacks its wet lips. A puppy puddle draped over my arms like a soaked pair of jeans. All right, you little stinker. I wink at it, kick open the door of the loading dock and throw the dog on the pile. There on the loading dock is the sum of every living creature in the PetSmart and this one liquid pup. It smells like a bunch of hot cheese in a hot basement and it looks like a slice of goddamn heaven. I know what you're thinking. When did it start happening again? A week ago. You goddamn goober. A week ago. When the gas station attendant filled my car with regular unleaded because I filled it in New Jersey where they won't let you pump your own gas. No one told me. I didn't know. When I, went, when I got to the gas pump, I hopped out like an idiot. I started pumping, and a man ran up to me. Oh my God, miss. Oh my God, honey. You can't do that. And he pulled the nozzle from my hand. It's the law here in the Garden State. Allow me. And he was kind, and I liked the way he was so gentle. And I fucking blushed at the slight touch between our fingers and the passing of the gasoline. I licked my lips, and I tasted chapstick. Sorry, I said. I didn't know. And he began to tell me, oh, it's nothing. With lust in his eyes when his cell phone rang. The Macarena interrupted our tender moment, our spark. He tapped a button through his pocket with a smirk, and it went silent. Anyways, um, what are you doing after I pump your gu- And then it rang again. Hey, Macarena. And again, he tapped it silent. It was nearing a full tank when the song began again, and he answered the phone in a fury. What? What is so important? And I couldn't hear the speaker on the other end, but I saw the man's face deflate and sink. No, no. No, no, no. He couldn't. He's not old enough to drive. How could he? And he began to weep uncontrollably. No! It's not right. It's not right. He's too young. He's too young. You can't do this to me, God. You can't do this to me, God. I hate you. I hate... No! No, God, you can't do this to me, God! He collapsed into my arms and I burst into tears with him. A total stranger. 
Yet I shared his pain with him. I felt his anger, his desolation, his blood and his cells and skin, each mingled with my own. I felt his hair growing in his body out of his pores in my own skin, felt my hands brush through his hair on my scalp, felt his tears fall out of my eyes onto my blouse, cooling his skin. Our touches mingled together like the cut of metal coils of a hot wired Chevy Malibu, sparking ignition in the hands of a hot-blooded thief. I felt fury and rage and nameless desolation and how uncomfortable testicles are between the pleats of a pair of chafing slacks. And that's when he really started screaming. Ah! Yeah. Our skin fused together like two people in one big sweater. He thought he was upset about losing his dog or little brother, never got to ask him which. <laughs> I felt what he felt. I shared what he shared. I cried with him. And in that moment, we were more than cousins or sisters. We were twins. And I did what I did the first time, the time before this, before everything. And soon he stopped screaming because he was inside me like a loose fetus inside a church bell. ding a ling a ling ling I was a little bit plumper, to be honest, and my pants were tight, tight, tight. All that was left was his boots, smoldering. Those in the bones I didn't need. Of course, I got enough jaws. That's when the other people started screaming. People in their cars, the other gas attendant. They weren't sad at all. I couldn't relate to them. So I went to my glove box, I found my butane lighter, then I did what you do with gasoline. Now the dog pile is also a bird pile, and the bird pile is also a cat pile. Animals are so much easier to love. Give me a cat any day, I'll add him to the pile. The pile is the me that's really me, not this tiny, tiny lady. I am big. The real me is a big, strong puddle. I feel the loading dock from the loading bay to the door, and I'm steaming hot. Hot, big, living puddle, hot, hot. And way at the center, the gas station clerk, like a tiny little man, reduced to fetus inside my love. Okay, this is it. The last time. I know what you're wondering. When was the first time? Dad, buddy, it was in the womb when I absorbed my twin. I don't remember it, but Mama told me all about it. Yeah, yeah, we went to the doctor one month, and they said, surprise, you got twins. Then we went back again, and yup. Sorry, ma'am, but twarn't twins no more. You sucked him right into you. That's why you got so much moxie, cause you're twice the tot. Now come and drink your fox milk. Now that I'm 30 times the tot, and also all the dogs, birds, cats, fish, rodent, bees, ants, and a single solemn chimp, I team. But I let the me that's in such a tiny human being body run free, because you can't just show folks a hot, hot puddle. You gotta let them love you. And I tell you what, in all that running around the bowels of a PetSmart, I realized something. I love you. Yes, you. Who? Duh, buddy. The man I just set on fire. Jesus. When you came up to the cash register, I just want to buy this dog food, I felt a spark. Didn't you? I don't know, it was like this deep connection, bigger than being cousins, that's for sure, and it took until just now for me to realize it. So I leave the basement, 
I walk past the firefighters putting out the rawhide blaze. I walk past the ambulance driver treating a woman who inhaled the smoke of cat litter and mice flesh. I walk outside and I can hear your heartbeat as loud as my own in my own ears. We must have merged already. I can feel you. I open the door and the paramedic says, There you are. Get us to the hospital, Teddy. And he looks at me and all quizzical is like, You're not Teddy. And that's when I splash him with gas. He's rolling around on fire outside the ambulance, and his flames light me up in silhouette as I approach you on the gurney. I'm radiant, baby. I'm a golden puddle of love, and I'm coming for you. You start to cry, and gosh damn it, I'm crying too. (laughs) Not you, not you. I think you're saying, but your lips are too melted to really make it out. So I make you quiet. I brush my fingers against your screaming molten lip and push down past your tongue, past the uvula, down, down, down until my elbow bends. I love you so much. Then... (laughs) Then we get down to puddling. The story must be told. The story must be told. Let's give Amber a round of applause. Applause. <laughs> Whoa, stop. The walls are moving. Look how weird my hands are. Congregants, I'll shoot straight with you. As part of our partnership with PetSmart, we got a year's supply of catnip. And while Amber was reading the story, an older boy dared me to eat all of it. And he was real runny and real rude. And I couldn't say no. Oh, I'm a kitty cat. I'm a little kitty cat. Can't no one tell me not to shit in a box. Meow. Oh, 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 fuck my stomach. Oh, no. Oh, no, here it comes. Look out, pews one and two. I got a belly full of fur. And you're in the splash zone. Meow. That was... As the story must be told, my name is Orish Bulvek. Yes, I'll show you how to make love to Tractor. We have a gosh darn book, Seasons of the Story, with 15 of your favorite stories and one hot exclusive story you won't hear anywhere else. Tractor uh, likes roses. Tractor likes uh, back ribs. Foreplay is key when you love Tractor. Find a link at thestorymustbetold.com and for only $15.22, you too can own a handsomely bound and illustrated tome of Story Pure. Now Tractor is primed. (laughs) This is engine joke, but also Tractor is full of fluid. If you enjoy it, lend it to friends, leave us a review, help spread the good word of the story, and now just go ahead, turn off the tractor and make some love. No, no. I said turn it off first. No. Oh, God, no. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a man. I'm a man. 
I'm done. I'm not doing it again. You better fucking suck this grape and spit out the seeds. Yeah, plant a grape tree. Let it grow. Water it up. Oh, I love you. You're going to grow so big. You got to talk to the grape plant. And then when it's there, you harvest it. You take it and say, I'm going to smush you up. And I'm going to drink you and make the bachelorette more fun. I can't enjoy any TV without being drunk as a skunk. I'm from the Midwest. The story must be told. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.